You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 135, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley here with you. So I, yet again, I was going to do a different episode for episode 135 and things changed. Things changed. There's something more important that needs to be talked about. Now I will get to what was originally supposed to be episode 135 and 136, but for today, we are going to dive into a topic that I feel is ultimately important. And the topic is, what do you do about the toxic people in your life? We all have them or have had them. Uh, we may all continue to have them. And yet the toxic people in our lives can greatly and negatively impact our success in business. And so I want to talk about this, but first let me tell you where this idea came from. So I've got a private Facebook community, an amazing community of aspiring entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. And I go into that private community on Facebook Monday through Friday, and I teach, I train on mindset mastery and really building your self-belief because success in business is entirely based on self-belief. If you do not believe, if you do not have certainty, you can have all the tools, all the tricks, the best coaches, you could pay millions of dollars for mentoring. Your business will not work because you are the foundation upon which that business is built. So in my private Facebook community, which is called, and I love the name, uh, it's called Fire Your Inner Critic, Find Your Inner Badass, and Finally Build Your Business. If you want to join it, request to join. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash fire your inner critic to join. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash fire your inner critic to join the community on Facebook. But in the group the other day, I I did a, an FB Life training on how to give yourself permission to succeed. And one of the questions that I got in the group was really a question about, well, what do you do when you're dealing with toxic family members, whether it's in a family business. So you, you're in, you know, you kind of were born into a family business and you want to get out of it or whether you are dealing with toxic family members that you can't exactly. Cause I know at one point in the training, I said, you know, may the bridge I burn light the way. Sometimes you got to burn the bridges. And, and for those of you who knew the podcast, I actually did a whole episode way back when on this whole concept of may the bridge I burn light the way. So look for that episode. Cause it's, really powerful. And so I was, I was answering questions about what do you do with toxic family members? Because if you've got a toxic friend or you've got a toxic coworker, colleague, you've got a toxic team member, you've hired a VA or an assistant or a project manager, and you are the CEO of your business, you can fire that person. If you've got a friend that's toxic, you can distance yourself from that person. There's lots of things you can do when they're not family. But the question in the group came up, what do you do when they're family though? Cause you can't, you know, it's even, I mean, in the group, they didn't talk about family, but like, even if you have a toxic spouse or partner, somebody that you live with, children, uh, parents, grandparents, siblings that live with you, you can fire your toxic friends, but what the heck do you do when you either have to live with these people every day or they're, you have to see them, you know, every weekend because you live in the same town or they watch your children. What do you do about those people? Because you can't exactly, you know, get up one day and go, I'm just going to burn the bridge between you and I, even though you watch my kids five days a week for me. That's a really great question. And that's the question that we're going to talk about today, because there is, there's no doubt in my mind that toxicity, chaos, emotional vampires, they come in all shapes and sizes. Sometimes we're the emotional vampires. Sometimes we're the energy drainers because we're in a bad mood and we're just spreading our bad mood to the people in our household. I'm not saying that this topic comes from a perspective of you and I being perfect or you and I um, not being emotional vampires. Everybody has their season of emotional vampirism. I hate to tell you, we all have moments and seasons and periods in life where we're pretty toxic, chaotic, Livida loca, nobody's perfect. But I want to talk today, what do you do about 
the toxic people that you can't necessarily divorce. You can't necessarily disown because they're in your family and you have to be involved with them in some way, shape or form. And I want to start this episode by giving you the two quotes that I posted in the private Facebook community, which again, if you want to join it, you're an aspiring entrepreneur, entrepreneur, go request entry, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fire your inner critic. Cause that's what I'm teaching in that group. We're firing that inner critic and finding our inner badass. All right. I digress. <laughs> so there were two quotes that I posted in the, in the private community on Facebook. And I want to start out this episode by reading those quotes, because everything I'm going to talk about in answering the question, what do you do about the toxic people in your life, is going to answer those questions. That question, number one, here's the first quote. And you know, I got it from Pinterest because I love Pinterest and I'm always on Pinterest just saying, okay. Quote number one, you don't ever have to feel guilty about removing toxic people from your life. It doesn't matter whether someone is a relative, romantic interest, employer, childhood friend, or new acquaintance. You don't have to make room for people who cause you pain or make you feel small. It's one thing if a person owns up to their behavior and makes an effort to change. But if a person disregards your feelings, ignores your boundaries, and continues to treat you in a harmful way, they need to go. That is from Danielle Koepke. I hope I said her name right. Let me read that that quote again, because this is, there's a lot in this. We're going to talk about this in the episode, but I really want you to hear this because a lot of us were raised to give toxic family members a free pass all the time. And then we wonder why we keep getting drained by those people in our lives. Because we keep teaching them how to treat us and we keep telling them that they get a free pass because they're family. Let me read the quote again. You don't ever have to feel guilty about removing toxic people from your life. It doesn't matter whether someone is a relative, romantic interest, employer, childhood friend, or new acquaintance. You don't have to make room for people who cause you pain or make you feel small. It's one thing if a person owns up to their behavior and makes an effort to change. But if a person disregards your feelings, ignores your boundaries, and continues to treat you in a harmful way, they need to go. Drop them like it's hot. That's what I said. Drop them like it's hot. Inner circle audit. Here's the second quote that I posted in the private Facebook community. And again, we're about to dive in deep on this. This quote says, you are allowed to terminate your relationship with toxic family members. You are allowed to walk away from people who hurt you. You don't owe anyone an explanation for taking care of yourself. Can I drop the mic on that? I don't know who this did not give me the name of the owner of this quote, but this quote is far too powerful for us not to say it again. You are allowed to terminate your relationship with toxic family members. You are allowed to walk away from people who hurt you. You don't owe anyone an explanation for taking care of yourself. How many times have we debated, discussed, explained, verified to toxic people why we have the right to take care of ourselves. Can I tell you I've done that for decades? Decades. I'm not talking a year. I'm talking decades. Here's the thing. And I have a pretty, I have a harsh stance on this. I have a very harsh stance. So if you are not ready to hear this message today, you might as well shut me off right now. If you are sold on the idea that in order for you to be a good family member or a good partner or a good spouse, in order for you to do the right thing, uh, in order for you to honor your commitment to a toxic situation, you just have to put up with the crap that people give you. If you're still in that space, and listen, I've been in that space for decades. So I get where you are and there is no judgment here. But if you're in that space and you know you're not going to change your mind about that space anytime soon, let me just say, you're not going to like anything I have to say in this episode. You might as well shut me off right now because I'm about to go there. Because the reality is, is it took me decades to get out of the place of people pleasing, being a human doormat, allowing people to treat me any kind of way, allowing people to be verbally abusive, allowing people to make me feel bad for wanting, wanting what I want. It took me decades to get out of that. And my goal, my mission with this episode is for it to not take you decades. 
for you to learn from my mistakes and for you to understand that you deserve to have a life where you are free from toxic people and emotional vampires and situations where people don't see your value and they certainly don't want you to see your value. You deserve to have a life where that is not the fire you're putting out every single day. That's my mission with this episode. And it took me a very long time, far too long, for me to really understand in my own life who and what was toxic for me. Because oftentimes, especially when it comes to family, you will, you will believe that people, because they love you, that they're looking out for you and that they want what's best for you and that they want you to be happy. And they will tell you that. But actions speak louder than words. And so we're going to talk today about what do you do about the toxic people in your life, especially when they're family. You know, and I'm, we're also going to talk about how do you not allow toxic family and friends to impact your business success? Because listen, you may not be able to burn the bridge with every single family member. You may not be able to burn the bridge with some of your closest friends. You may not be able to burn the bridge at this very moment with negative, you know, professional situations and business situations. You may not be able to fire your virtual assistant at the moment who's super negative because you've got projects that she's got to complete. And if you were to fire her or him right now, it would cause mass chaos in your business. You may not be able to take immediate action on burning the bridge on those relationships today. But in this episode, I want you to understand that there is a way that you can protect your energy and your space and your vision and your business from the negative impact of that level of toxicity as you work to the place of deciding what you're going to do about those specific people in your life. That's where we're going. So let's start and talk about this. What do you do about the toxic people in your life? Point number one, I think this is a really big one, and this is going to sound woo-woo to those of you who are not woo-woo, but to to my, my folks, my tribe, my people who are woo-woo, you're going to totally get what I'm about to say. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, be responsible for the energy you bring into this space. In fact, I think once we build the big house, outside of my office is going to be a, on the office door is going to be that quote on a big wooden wall sign, be responsible for the energy you bring into the space. I might even put it on the front door. I don't know yet. But I think it's really important that we as entrepreneurs understand this wholeheartedly, but also that we hold everybody in our lives to that expectation. Be responsible for the energy you bring into the space. Here's the thing. Point number one, everything is energy. And each person in your life shows up in your life, bringing with them their energy. That's why I say we've all been emotional vampires. We've all been in a bad mood and went off on somebody somewhere that didn't deserve it. We've all been, um, you know, in, in, in bad spaces in our lives and people who've come to try to rescue or help us. They weren't able to help us because we couldn't get past our victim story. We've all been emotional vampires. Now, some people live in an emotional vampirehood. Some people live there. They live in the victim story. They live in the, you know, love la vida loca. Everything is a new drama. Everything is problem. Some people live there. And here's what I'm saying. If you want a happy life and a successful business, you can't spend a lot of time with people who live in emotional vampirehood. Because at the end of the day, here's what's true. Everything is energy and each person shows up in your life, bringing with them their energy. And here's the thing about energy. Uh, I can't remember if it's the law of conservation of energy, but it, there's this physics thing and I've never taken a physics course in my life. I didn't have to do it in high school, graduated early, and then I went to Vassar College. It wasn't a requirement to take physics, which I'm so happy about <laughs> because I never took it. Uh, but something like that in the uh, in physics says, energy is neither created nor destroyed. It is simply transformed from one form to the other. So understand when I say everything is energy, and each person shows up in your life, bringing with them their energy. When they show up to your house with their negative, toxic energy, that energy doesn't get destroyed because you clap out the room or because you sage after they leave or because you meditate after they leave. The energy is still there and it has to be transformed, but energy is neither created nor destroyed. It just moves from one thing to another. That's why when you deal with emotional vampires, 
your energy is higher before you encounter them and lower after. Because energy is neither created or destroyed. It simply changes form. So that's why people can suck the energy out of you. Or you can have a conversation with a really powerful friend and it gives you life. You know, when you see me on Instagram or on Facebook and I, and I respond, which I don't respond a lot to, but sometimes I'll read somebody's post and I'll just say, you know, hashtag drop the mic, which I say all the time. But then I'll say, this post gave me life. And what I mean when I say that to somebody's post is I literally want to run around my office because whatever they wrote touched me to the point where it spoke to my soul. It gave me life. It brought me energy. So point number one, everything is energy. And here's the thing about energy and business. One of the things that you absolutely have to have in business is clarity. You have to be very clear on what you want, where you're going, what you're doing, how you're focusing on your business. There is nothing that will cloud your clarity more than other folks messed up energy. It will cloud everything. You know, I created this new free audio training, which I, everybody who knows me knows I love the book, The Obstacles, The Way. I've trained on it. I've taught on it. I, I continue to teach about it. I think Ryan Holiday wrote a game changing book for business, even though it's not geared to business called The Obstacle is the Way. And this book is so powerful. If you haven't read it or heard it on Audible, you need to go run and do it now. Just do it now. And so I've created this free audio training for entrepreneurs specifically based on the obstacles is the way. And let me give you the name of the audio training because this is, I want to connect this to energy. So I created this new audio training called the obstacle is the way how to find clarity, courage, and commitment to a business dream you're afraid to pursue. Ooh, you see how that speaks to some people who are already in business, but you're afraid to take your business to the next level. You know why? Because you haven't learned how to make the obstacle the way. And so in this free training, I teach how do you find clarity, courage, and commitment, the three C's that you need. How do you find clarity, courage, and commitment to a business dream you're afraid to pursue? If you want to download and listen to that free audio training, go to tinyurl.com forward slash obstacle audio. That's tinyurl.com forward slash obstacle audio. Download the free training today. Listen to it. I'm telling you, you will have aha moments at the hoo hey about why your clarity, your courage, and your commitment are not where they need to be and how to get them to where they need to be, even as you're afraid to pursue this business dream or you take your business to the next level. It's powerful. But let's connect this whole idea of clarity to energy. Because if you are, if you are so busy in your life that you are constantly putting out energetic fires with toxic family members, toxic friends, toxic virtual assistants, if you are like, you know, if you have an assistant who every day they work for you, they're telling you they just broke up with their boyfriend or girlfriend. They, you know, they have this drama. They now have the flu. Last week they had a cold. I mean, I could go on and on with examples. Their negative energy, their toxic energy is going to keep you from being clear in business. Like you're trying to help them. You're trying to put out their fires. You're trying to protect your own energy from them. You don't have time for clarity. So point number one, what do you do about the toxic people in your life? Remember that everything is energy and each person shows up in your life, bringing with them their energy. And here's the thing. You've got to set the boundary and the standard that everybody in your life needs to be responsible for the energy that they bring into your space. And if they cannot be responsible for the energy they bring into your space, they don't need to be in your space. I told you this was going to be a harsh episode. They just don't need to be around you. So whatever that means for you and them, it means if they don't know how to act, then they need to be somewhere else, not over here messing up your business energy. That's the first point. Second point, what do you do about the toxic people in your life? Everything we create, everything we create in life, in business. I have said this, I can't tell you how many times I've said this to clients and I can't tell you how many times I've said this to myself. I still say this to myself every day. Everything we create requires space. Everything requires, you know, I'm looking at my office and I got to tell you, my office is a hot mess right now. I'm talking papers on the printer, laptops hanging out in places they don't belong. 
the dog's blanket for one of their kennels sitting on top of my duffel bag, books every... I, I, I can't even tell you if I just sent you a picture. You'd be like, this office is a hot mess. It is. And you know what? Until I clean this office, there's nothing that can enter in this space that's new. And the same thing applies to our lives. Everything we create requires space. And if your space is being filled by toxic or negative energy, you have no room to create something new. I can't fit a new chair in my office because it's just a hot mess. Until I clean up this space, until I open the space for new things, I can't, you know, I have a Peloton bike sitting over here. And I really want a Peloton treadmill, but it's not going to fit in this room. So until I get to the next house, there, I, I can't bring a Peloton treadmill here. It's not going to happen. And I want you to understand that when you have toxic or negative energy taking up the space of your life, your mind, your heart, your focus, your clarity, how many hours of the day you have to deal with them or it or this... You have no room to create something new. And then people wonder, they're like, man, I, you know, I've got this full-time job and I, I really want to start my business. But by the time I finish my full-time day, I'm so tired and I'm just drained and I, and I, I don't even want to open up another laptop. Like I've been on a laptop all day. I can't. And people really think, here's the thing. People really think that the reason why they're tired is because they just worked an eight hour workday for somebody else. no. Let's get, can we get, I told you it's going to get harsh here. Can we get real for a second? It's not the eight hour day that has you tired. It's the toxicity. It's the emotional drain. It is the negative energy that you are being surrounded by, whether at work or at home or the phone calls and text messages you're getting or a combination of all of them. It is the energy that is coming into your space during your workday that is causing you to feel drained to the point where when you're done with your workday for somebody else, you have no more energy to work on your business because you have just been drained all day long. Can we get real with it? And that doesn't mean you quit your day job. And that doesn't mean you don't respond to your toxic family members text that they sent you 10 different times in 10 different ways. What it does mean is you've got to create some buffers in your life and some coping strategies and some energy protecting rituals. Oh yes, I'm going to the whole shaman, saging, meditating, get out in nature, put your feet on the grass, whatever it takes, whatever it takes for you to be able to woo-saw. If you haven't seen Bad Boys, there's a new one coming out soon enough. Go watch it. One of the old bad boys. You got to woo-saw yourself into a place of power when you feel your energy is being sucked by other people. Because at the end of the day, in order for you to create anything in your business or life, you've got to have the space open. It, it's got to be open. Your The space for greater energy to come in. The space for you to come up with new ideas. The spa- This is why I love James Altucher's book, Choose Yourself. Because what he's really talking about in Choose Yourself, when he gives you the daily rituals, the routines, the things that you do, he's teaching you how to open up the space of your life to the things you really want. But you're not going to be open if the space is already filled with toxic and negative energy. You have no room, no energy, no space. So point number two, you need to create some rituals that when you start to feel your energy being drained, start to is the operative word. Not get to the end of the day and you're totally drained. When you start to feel energy drain come in and toxic or negative energy come in, you get up from that desk, that chair, you get, you put the phone down and stop responding to those text messages and you go do something that brings your power back period, the end. Point number three, what do you do about the toxic people in your life? (sighs) I told you I was going to get harsh. I really did. I I told you I was going to drop the mic on this and let me be very real. I need to sit. I need to take a sip of water before I even go here with this one. Okay. Point number three, what do you do about the toxic people in your life? I think I will be talking about this one point for the rest of my life because people just don't, people People don't like to hear this and they just don't want to accept the truth of this. And yet it's true. Here's point number three. Someone loving you doesn't mean they truly 
want the best for you. Ooh. Sit with it. Sit. How many times do I have to say that just because somebody loves you doesn't mean they want to see you excel or they want to see you succeed, let alone they want to see you succeed farther and way beyond anything they can do. I wish I could tell you that the family who continues to question what you're doing in your business and the family who continues to criticize your, even your ability to stay consistent enough to actually build a successful business. I wish I could tell you that, um, their criticism and their toxicity towards this idea of you building a business, it comes from a good place. Can I tell you this bullshit that people say, well, I'm just coming from a good place. I'm just, you know, I'm just looking out for what's best for you. I am. Um, I really, I really, I'm, I, I'm afraid that you might be making the wrong decision. So I just want to tell you that out of love, do you know when people do that whole thing of like, okay, out of love and transparency and authenticity, we use a lot of big words. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit because that person isn't actually coming from the depths of their heart and their soul. They're actually coming from a place of inadequacy, insecurity, self-doubt, and shame, sometimes even jealousy, and especially jealousy. And because on the deep level, which they probably won't even admit to themselves, they do not want to see you rise to a level higher than they currently have allowed themselves to exist. And I said allowed themselves to exist because anybody can get to any place if they really want to, and especially if they were born in a first world country. I'm not going to apply that to third world countries. My parents come from a third world country. I won the ovarian lottery by being born an American. If I had been born in Haiti, my life would look totally different. So I'm not going to say for people born in third world countries, everybody can do anything they want. But I'm speaking to all of us first world country citizens born here, uh, got here, citizens of here. We can create any freaking thing we want. So people who say that they can't be who they want to be and they can't do what they want to do are lying to themselves and they're lying to you, but they're also the same people who out of love and authenticity and care want to try to knock you down because deep down they're jealous and they're scared that you're going to rise way beyond them. Can I speak to you for a minute? Someone loving you doesn't mean they want the best for you. Sit with that because they might truly, really love you. We're not going to question the love. They might truly, really adore you. You might be their world. They might even appreciate your ambition and your hustle. But just because they love you doesn't mean they want the best for you. And lots of people don't want to hear it because to them, if somebody's toxic, it's got to mean that that somebody doesn't like them. Not so. Some of the most toxic people in your life are also going to be the people who claim to love you the most. Get real with it. Own it. Own it so you know what to do. Because those are the hardest cases for you to figure out what to do about the toxic people in your life. Because on the one hand, they love you. They re I mean, on the one hand, they love you. But on the other hand, you know what part of them loving you is about? They want you to fall. So that when you fall, they get to be the ones who pick you up. They want you to feel like you can't win without them. Because as long as you believe that you can't win without them, they always have a place in your life, or so they think. And this is a hard one. Because maybe they always have been the person to pick you up. Maybe, maybe you've believed that for a long time. And so you've given them the role of rescuer in your life. And now that you're finally figuring out, you can stand alone. You can do this. It's a little scary for you, and it's, it's a lot scary for them. But this is the new normal. Welcome to it. They don't have to go away because they no longer have to be the person who rescues you. They can take on a new role in your life. The problem is most toxic people who loved being the rescuer of your life, who loved saving you, they don't want to transform their role in your life. And that's where may the bridge I burn light the way. That's if you can't, if we can't have a conversation and I say to you, 
I can stand on my own. So you rescuing me is no longer necessary and I love you to death, but you need to take on a different role in my life. If you're not willing to take on a different role in my life, guess what? You got to go. You got to go. So point number three, someone loving you doesn't mean they want the best for you. Point number four, boundaries. I have taught boundaries for so long because I spent the first 10 years of teaching boundaries, learning them myself. And I've spent the last two decades honoring my own boundaries. Point number four, boundaries are an act of love. And those who don't honor or like when you use them are people with whom you need to vigilantly enforce them. Boundaries are an act of love. They are protection on both sides. They're protection for you. They're protection for the other person. They're honoring of what you need. They're also honoring of what the other person needs. So boundaries should never be seen as, well, I'm putting up my walls and I'm telling you what I want and you better do. Boundaries are not ultimatums. Ooh, I need to write that down. That's a tweetable. Uh-oh. Most people don't get this. I just had a moment. Boundaries are not ultimatums. I really want you to get this because sometimes we get so fed up with people violating our boundaries that by the time we actually say something, we are so pissed off that we, del that we do the boundary conversation and we deliver the boundary communication as an ultimatum. Boundaries are never ultimatums. Ultimatums, in fact, are boundary violating in and of themselves. Whenever you give anybody an ultimatum, it is a boundary violation. So let's get real with the fact that boundaries are not ultimatums. Boundaries are an act of love. And here's the reality of what to do when you're dealing with toxic people. Those who don't honor or like your boundaries when you use them are people with whom you need to vigilantly enforce them. Literally, you need to, it just, and yes, to them, it will feel like a wall. To them, it might even feel like an ultimatum. But if somebody has made it super clear that they don't care what your boundaries are, that they're not going to honor them, that they're simply going to ignore them and attempt to walk all over you because that's what they want and that's what they need. And you were born to be a human doormat to them. That's when you need to visually enforce the boundaries. And sometimes in those situations with those kinds of people, visually enforcing the boundary means burning the bridge. May the bridge I burn light the way. Burning that bridge. I told you I was going to be harsh in this episode. Just saying. Point number five. If someone is constantly violating your boundaries, when I say constantly, if somebody is, you have these boundary conversations with them, it seems like all the time where you tell them when you said this, it hurt me, or I felt this way when you said this, or when you did this, or when you are having this conversation over and over again, and they don't want to hear you, they don't hear you, or they, they say they hear you and they agree to change their behavior, but their behavior never changes. It, if they are not changing their behavior after you have these on and on, and you know, I used to do a whole lot of over explaining of myself to people debating, discussing, over-explaining. Um, I used to do a lot of justifying why I do what I do or or feeling like I needed to prove myself. Screw that. Screw. I want you to learn this 15 years earlier than I did. Screw that. Anytime you have to go out of your way to constantly say to people, but when you say that, I feel this way. When you respond to me this way, it I, it, here's my reaction. Could you please do this differently? When you are having those conversations over and over again, and the other person isn't changing, if someone is constantly violating your boundaries, I'm going to be very clear, and I'm going to be very harsh when I say this. They have no place in your life. They have no place in your life. That includes family. I wish everybody's family was my favorite family, which was Seventh Heaven. I, if you're a Generation Xer, you know what I'm talking about and you watch Seventh Heaven. I loved Seventh Heaven. I still want a Seventh Heaven family, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I haven't gotten one so far, but I'd love one. Um, if everybody was Seventh Heaven, we could all work this out by the end of the episode. And everybody, even when they went through their stuff and even when they went through their different issues and traumas, we'd all be able to come together, pray about it, love it out, hug it out, and then move on. But not everything is seventh heaven. It really isn't. Um, and the reality of the situation is, if somebody is constantly violating your boundaries, no matter how much you talk about it, or you ask 
for a different response. You gotta burn the bridge. I don't care who they are. You gotta burn the bridge. I'm, I, I'm not even gonna go, just go to the episode where I, that is called something like, may the bridge I burn light the way and listen to that episode. You gotta burn the bridge. That's it. Final point that I'm gonna talk about in this episode. Point number six. Building a business. I want you to understand what it requires because so many people think they bind to this myth of, I remember one person telling me a long time ago, I just want to make money from ideas. I, I just want to make, I just want to you know, give people my ideas. I just want to make, bullshit. Bullshit. People who tell you that they're just going to make money from ideas. Somebody's got to execute that idea. Somebody's got to do the hard work of making that idea real. Somebody's got to produce the product. Somebody's got to market that bad boy. Somebody's got to build the email list. Like you're, when you're building a business, don't believe anybody who tells you you're going to do it overnight. Don't believe anybody who tells you you're going to make a million dollars in two weeks. Don't believe anybody who's going to tell you that it's going to, I mean, yes, could you make some serious money in six months? Sure. You work your ass off. You're going to make serious money in six months. I love when Elon Musk, in one of his videos, he says something like, listen, if you work 80 hours a week in six months, you're going to be twice as far along as somebody who works 40 hours a week. Kind of basic math. Now, I will add a caveat to Elon's quote and say, if you're doing the right thing for those 80 hours a week, yeah, then you'll double your productivity. But if you're just being busy, but you're not being productive, doesn't matter how many hours you spend, total waste of time. Anyway, I digress. Point number six. Building a business requires a singleness of mind, a wholeness of heart, and a level of openness and vulnerability that cannot be created at maximum speed and depth in an environment where your energy is being drained, your vision is constantly being criticized, and you're having to put up emotional walls all over the place just to protect your heart. Can I repeat that again? I really want you to get this because people wonder, why is it taking me so long to focus on my business? Why is it taking me so long to build my product? Why is it taking me so long to actually do FB lives and market and sell and all of this stuff? I really want you to get the connection between keeping toxic people in your life and the, the speed and depth at which you're building your business. Building a business requires a singleness of mind, a wholeness of heart, and a level of openness and vulnerability that cannot be created at maximum speed and depth in an environment where your energy is being drained, your vision is constantly being criticized, and you're having to put up emotional walls all over the place just to protect your heart. Won't happen fast. Won't happen fully. Won't happen with the level of depth. Because being an entrepreneur and building a business requires such laser focus, such wholeness of heart. Do you know how much vulnerability... I have to give to every podcast episode. When I talk to you about my pain, when I talk to you about the decades that I spent people pleasing, that's called vulnerability. I can't do that if on the corners of my life, in the background, I'm just putting out fires after fires after fires. And I'm telling you this because over the last two to three years of my life, man, was I putting out fires. Man, was I dealing with toxicity. Man, was I dealing with La Vida Loca crap in all, all relationships, all dynamics in my life. And I was super inconsistent with this podcast. So, and you know why I was super inconsistent with this podcast besides the fact that I did not commit to being consistent? I was dealing with so much emotional nonsense with toxicity from every level that I barely had enough energy to make it through the day, let alone to be consistent with the podcast. I didn't have enough energy. I was just, I was just trying to, keep my head above water. And so until I resolved and dealt with some of the toxic elements in my life, there was no such thing as guilt-free focus for me in my business. There was no such thing as singleness of mind. There was no such thing as wholeness of heart. And l let me just back up for a second. Do not take what I'm saying to mean that I still don't have some La Vida Loca stuff going on in the back end of my life, or that I still don't have some toxicity stuff that I'm dealing with. We will always, as long as we're dealing with other people and the world and the universe, we will always, to one extent or another, be dealing with some La Vida Loca stuff and some toxic stuff. But can I tell you what I do differently now? I'm no longer 
allowing those elements and those things to plague me for years. Like I'm handling the toxic things going on right now. Immediately. Immediately. Like it is not even, it's not even a thought anymore for me to entertain whether I'm going to put up with bullshit. Not a thought anymore. And I thank God for that because it took me 20 or so years to come to the place where I say, I matter. My life matters. My happiness matters. And anyone who thinks that I should play smaller, be smaller, live smaller, or be miserable in order to make them happy needs to go. They need to go. And I'm unapologetic now about that where I used to be, re I used to feel a lot of shame about that and a lot of guilt. And I used to um, really struggle with that. I don't struggle with that the way that I used to. Do I still have moments? Yeah, of course I do. It's called being human. But I now understand in a very different way that taking She Runs the Show, the podcast, the media company, the business, taking She Runs the Show to where it needs to be by 2020 requires such a singleness of mind such a wholeness of heart and such a level of openness and vulnerability. I can't give you that if I feel like I've got to put up all of these emotional walls because I have to protect myself from situations and people on every single side. I can't be there for you. I can't give it to you if I am fighting battles on multiple fronts. And here's what I'm saying to you at the end of the day. Stop fighting unnecessary battles. And any battle that you're fighting consistently with toxic people in your life is an unnecessary battle. You don't have time for that. Let me get real. You don't have life for that. Life is very, very short. And yes, you may get another one. Yes, you may come back as a different person next time. Yes, you may get 50 more lifetimes of this, but you're not going to remember them. You're only going to remember this one that you're in right now. Life is short. Do not spend it dealing with toxic people, putting up with toxic situations, um, apologizing for wanting to be who you were born to be. Stop that. Stop that. Because you know what? At the end of the day, you're playing small. You will never play small enough to make anybody else feel big who doesn't. I wrote that in one of my books. I think it was, I wrote that in... Um, 10 things that brilliant women do that other women won't. You can find the book at overcomingfearbooks.com. I'm pretty sure that comes from that book. But you will never, you will never play small enough to make people feel big who don't. So you're never going to do enough explaining with toxic people. You're never going to do enough putting out fires with toxic people. You're... The people who can't even get real with themselves about why they don't want you to succeed whether it's jealousy or envy or anything else, the, they can't get real with themselves about why they're toxic around you. Why are you wasting any time trying to help them understand when they're not even, they're not even being honest with themselves? Drop them like it's hot. And this is what I said in my Facebook group yesterday. It, listen, I love the idea of family. I love the idea of family. I think having a good family, a great family, has been the number one goal of my life. And let me be fully transparent and vulnerable with you when I say, let me not cry. When I tell you that that has been the one goal of my life that I haven't gotten yet. And it is the most important goal. And I can't tell you why I haven't gotten it. I can tell you that I've made um, poor decisions in relationships. I've made poor decisions in choosing the wrong partner the first time around and the second time around. <laughs> I can tell you that I've made um, that when that because I didn't understand my value, because I didn't understand my strength, because I spent a lot of years apologizing for my value and my worth and my gifts and my talents, I didn't make bold moves in my life. And that has nothing to do with the fact that I had a baby at 19. It has nothing to do with the fact that, uh, you know, I, 
I worked my way through college and then I went to graduate school and it has nothing to do with any of those kinds of, sometimes we think that our failures have to do with the fact that we didn't make the right moves at the right time, right? We, we didn't do the right things at the right time. Let me be very clear with you on this. My not having the family that has been my dream since my parents divorced at three has very little to do with the quote unquote moves or moves I didn't make in my life, whether that included financial responsibility or irresponsibility, whether that included uh, going to school or not going to school. I've been in school most of my adult life. What it has, it has nothing to do with the things that we tend to blame our lack of achieving a dream on. And it has everything to do with the fact that it has taken me 30 plus years to get to the place of self-love and self-belief and self-trust and speaking my truth and honoring what I truly, really want. It has taken me pretty much 40 years to get to the place where I have stopped apologizing even for my own existence. And I have started to, and I really mean started to, I'm starting to own my greatness, my talent, my gift. And I'm going to say this to any person listening whose dream it has been to create a powerfully happy, joyful family. You know, when I was 18 and pregnant, my one dream was to have a family because my parents divorced when I was three. And I didn't have a family and I, and I, and I had this sense of self-righteousness growing up. I'm never going to get a divorce and I'm, I'm never going to be like my parents and I'm, I'm going to have the family that I want. And so when I brought that little soul into the world at 19, I really brought him into the world from my own I really brought him into the world for my own inadequacies, my own feeling like I needed another human being to complete me. Um, I need another human being to make me happy. And you can see the fallacy in that because nobody else can make you happy. And so I brought this little human being into the world at 19 who already from the moment he was born, had so much heaviness and burden because he had this mom with all of this pain from her childhood and all of this baggage. And he came into a world with such a high expectation that it was going to be his job to make his mom happy. And that's just too much. That's too much responsibility whether I knew it at the time or not, I didn't consciously know it at the time, but that's so much freaking responsibility and energy and negative energy to bring a child into. And I did that not just with him. I did that with my second, um, less with my third, because by the third, I understood that if I, my life was going to be happy, I was going to have to do it. But I did that on such an unconscious level. And so here's the difference. For all of my life, that has been my number one goal, my number one dream, to have a great family. At 40, this is the first time where I have the power to actually create that. And the reason I now have the power to create that is because I have learned that my happiness is my choice. I've learned that not every part of life is meant to be happy all of the time. Now, the next little soul that I bring into this world is not going to come in here with the burden of having to make mom happy. Mom's happy on her own terms, by herself. That's a different energy from which to bring a child into the world. It's a different energy from which to bring a business into the world. And here's how I'm connecting the two, because like I went on a, on a tangent for a second there. You cannot create from a powerful place if you don't own who you are and what you deserve. And if you don't set clear boundaries about what you will and you will not accept from other people. And so long as you're dealing with the toxicity of people, whether they are family and friends and you are catering to their bad behavior and you are allowing them to steal your energy, take up your time and do things 
to you and talk about you and talk to you in ways that literally sucks your capacity for focus and clarity and commitment, your business will not succeed because you are putting up with crap that you should not put up with. That's what I want to say at the end of the day. So what do you do about the toxic people in your life? You set the standard. Everything is energy. Everything is. So be responsible for the energy you bring into my space and it's your energy and it's their energy. And I, I do, I'm, I'm, I need to end this episode. I'm not going to jump into this whole thing of, of the bullshit that people have said about, well, we're mirrors of each other and we attract who we are. Not always, not always. So if you've been shaming yourself because you think that the reason why you have emotional vampires in your life is because there must be something in you that is also an emotional vampire. Not always. I'll do a whole episode on it. Not today. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I might even go there because it needs a whole episode. I'm just going to say, you get to choose. You get to choose who you allow in your life, to what extent you allow them. You get to choose what you will tolerate and what you will not tolerate. You get to choose what your boundaries are. And if people don't want to honor your boundaries, if people after you have a conversation or 10 conversations with them do not want to treat you in the way that you know you deserve to be treated, then you know exactly what you need to do next. And should you choose not to burn the bridge and should you choose to put up with their crap, then you are getting what you're choosing. I'm just saying this was a harsh episode. More than anything else, you deserve to be who you were born to be. And that requires one, that your energy is right. And that requires two, that anything or anyone you allow into your vicinity, that their energy is right. And if you are putting up with either crap from yourself or crap from them, guess what? You're choosing it. You're choosing it. That's why I've got this private community. Fire your inner critic, find your inner badass, and finally build your business. You know why? Because I need to teach people and myself, because whenever I teach, I'm talking to me too. On this episode, I'm talking to me too. We need to learn over and over again that there is an inner badass within us that can do anything, anything in business. Why are we holding back? Why are we waiting? What are we, why are we putting up with stuff that we shouldn't put up with? I don't know, but I'm talking to you and I'm talking to me. Let's stop that. Let's stop that. And again, join the community. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fire in a critic. Listen, fire in a critic is a lifetime journey. I'm not going to say it's a one and done deal, but we're all in this together. If we don't support each other, if we don't lift each other up, if we don't remind each other that, Hey, like your inner critic is raging right now and it's driving the car, but you need to kick it to the back seat and your inner badass needs to step in and do the damn thing. If we don't remind ourselves of that, who's going to do it? If we don't remember that we're all in this together, who, who's going to support us when we're having a bad day in business? I don't know who, but we need each other. So join the group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fire your inner critic. All right, everybody, this has been a long episode. You know, I do, sometimes I just got to say what I got to say. I'm just saying. All right, everybody, I will talk to you on the next episode of She Runs the Show.